1: Hello, and welcome to Parenting in Real Life podcast number 46. Hello. We had um, another illness go through the family, uh cold. We had a cold, and then right as we were getting better, Cammie came home. She was the last one to get sick, and we thought she was just finally got sick, but turns out it was something completely different, and we all got it again. So I still have a leftover cough from that, so I apologize if I cough through this. <laughs> Part of the reason why we didn't podcast last week is we were dying and coughing. Both of us were bad last (laughs) week. Apparently Alan is better now and I'm still coughing, so.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Better immune system. It's because I ate off the ground as a child. Our real-life parenting moment uh, comes from yesterday. We were out taking a little stroll, but I had pitched it to the kids as a hike Um. So we went out. I had never been – there's apparently a reservoir near our house. Now, it's not apparent. I I saw it. I was there. (laughs) But um, I didn't – I hadn't been there before this. But I saw on Google Maps that there were some trails around it. So I was like, okay, that'll be fun. It's kind of up in mountains. We can go walk around this reservoir. And uh, so I said, let's go on a hike. The boys were excited about said hike. The girls were – agreeable to said hike um and we got there and it was a very paved trail (laughs) and a very small (laughs) reservoir so we walked around the trail twice and as we were going the second time i was like okay guys let's head back to the car and nathan freaked out he was like this is not a hike (laughs) this is a walk (laughs) don't you ever take me on a walk again he was not having it (laughs) i learned a good lesson that was not a hike
1: hikes are serious business in our family you gotta be climbing stuff and hardcore
0: whoops (laughs) i didn't know
1: now you know
0: all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back
1: So today's topic, we thought we would talk about raising boys versus raising girls. And the reason that we thought we would talk about this today is um, because we have both genders of children. Um, I find sometimes when I have friends who only have one gender and they find out they're going to have the other gender. They'll ask me like, what's the difference between, you know, boys and girls, um, depending on what they have. And also, if you follow Simply On Purpose on Instagram, she recently did Um, some Instagram stories about raising boys, and I thought it was really interesting. So I did some more research, and this is some of the things we came up with to kind of help with how to parent either gender. So just some initial things that I've noticed about raising boys versus raising girls.
0: The body parts.
1: (laughs) The obvious. Way different. (laughs) And our oldest boy is only five. So this is from just like children' perspective. Yes. This isn't going. Um, we're not going to go into like as tweens and teens and stuff like that. This is just, uh, you know, through grade school type thing.
0: We're not experts at that other part yet. As if that's ever held us back before, but <laughs> today we're letting us hold it back.
1: Maybe in ten years we'll start podcasting about teenagers.
0: <laughs> yes, or vodcasting or whatever the future vod-casting. of podcasting is.
1: <laughs> I like that vodcasting.
0: I don't know what that is, <laughs> but Sounds it's futuristic. It's be
1: the new thing.
0: <laughs> Copyright, no battle.
1: You should just like create it now. Start go. You know, make millions. Let's do that. Done. Okay. Um. So the first things that I noticed between raising my boys and raising my girls is that boys are just more busy. Um. They just go from one activity to the other more quickly, and oftentimes that's. The activities consist of messes or breaking things. So it's usually something that I have to clean up. And so I'm like cleaning up after something and they're off to play something else and they break something or destroy something. So then I have to go clean that up. So I just feel like I'm following them around all day, cleaning up after whatever they've broken. And they do break more things. Our boys have broken a lot of technology. Oh,
0: Gina. (laughs) So expensive. It's
1: usually technology. I don't know why, but technology is a big one.
0: Yep. We also have found that our boys are just more physical. They love to wrestle. And I i am a boy.
1: <laughs> you are? So
0: I should relate to that. <laughs> and I think I did. Like I, to I wrestled wrestle. a lot. I like to wrestle them.
1: You like to like up. Uh,
0: growing up,
1: beat them up. <laughs> my brother
0: was four years older than me. So I always hated wrestling because I would be pummeled thanks a lot, Scott <laughs> but uh but I think I did like it deep down, and we definitely played rough.
1: We do have a daughter who likes to play more rough as well, but because she's the oldest and the biggest, I think it's more fun for her. I think if the boys were older and she was younger, I don't think she would enjoy it. Hmm. you think. That's interesting. Probably not. Because she's not as rough as they are, but she kind of she's just kind of a tougher kid, you know? She can
0: just kind of push everybody around. Yeah, but she's enjoys. way
1: bigger than everybody else. She's just really tall, and our boys are very average and a lot younger.
0: Is that a, a difference of girls as they like to be the boss? They like to be run the show?
1: Um, I don't know if it's a boy or girl thing. I didn't find that anywhere in my research, but I feel like that's an oldest mm. child thing. Um, most of the oldest children like to be the boss. They like to be in charge. Yeah. They they but feel like that's their responsibility.
0: Both the girls will fight over like running the imaginary game.
1: You know what's interesting though is that Nathan will do that too. Maybe it's because he's the oldest boy, mm-hmm. but he bosses Jack around like Cammy bosses Chloe around. She Where he kind of acts like an oldest, but only to Jack. Hmm. So I don't know if that's a gender thing or a birth order. I know there's a lot of stuff that goes with birth order and stuff. So. I don't know much about that. But.
0: We found that when it comes to like crying and tantrums and throwing a fit,
1: it's about the same. Yeah, I haven't noticed one more than the other. Yeah. Um. What is interesting though is our boys have been better snugglers, except for Lucy. Lucy is our best snuggler. Oh boy, she is so great. She just snuggles right into you and you rock her before bed. It's the best. But our girls were our older girls were not. Snugglers, But our boys were. And you could snuggle with them, and they'll give you little hugs and kisses and stuff like that. So I do find that that's interesting, Mm -hmm. that they're more snuggly than the girls.
0: And some of this could totally just be small sample size. You should probably have 24 more kids to get a (laughs) representative sample size.
1: Right. Like, all families are going to be a little bit different because the personalities of their kids are going to be different. You know, the dynamics are going to be different. So this is just what our family experiences, but this could be totally the opposite in other families. Um, Cause we weren't talking about, and Alan has a sister who has the exact opposite genders of us. So she has two boys and then boy, two girls boys, and then a boy. Right. And I feel like her girls are more rough, right? Physical. Physical rough than her boys. Sometimes. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like she's talked about that more. And I feel like ours was a little different where our boys were more of the rough and -hmm. then sometimes at the girls' in. Yeah. So it definitely depends on your family. And like Alan's family growing up, the boys are more mellow, which I had never heard of before. (laughs) I don't have any brothers, and so I didn't see that. But just from what I heard, I felt like the boys were the more, typically the more like crazy ones. But yeah, I don't know. you the boys in your family are they're chill. A
0: little bit more reserved. Yeah, as you can tell, I'm so. You're so chill, calm, and laid back. <laughs> <coughs> Our boys are quick to say "I love you," which is interesting. Yeah, they're, they're just like they're affectionate.
1: They are. They'll give you compliments. I'm like, oh, you look, like I heard Jack will be like, you look great, mom. You know? I'm like, oh, thanks, Jack. Like. He'll, he's more willing to give compliments or the boys are usually the first ones to say that they like the meals that i make or you know say thank you more quickly i don't i don't know what it is but mm-hmm. they give compliments better more outwardly affectionate i guess
0: so rather than having 24 kids we found studies that observe more than 5 kids <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah So there is scientific proof that um, boys and girls' brains just develop differently. So I have a couple of points to just kind of go through how they're different. And then I thought we could talk about um, what to do about it parenting style-wise.
0: I think we should preface this by saying we are not in either camp. Like we are not people that think like – I don't know. We're not hardcore feminists that feel like girls need to – get trucks for their birthdays and boys need to get Barbie dolls for their birthdays. And you have to like force that gender neutrality. We haven't tried to force gender neutrality, but we also like don't discourage gender neutrality. We've tried to just let it happen. And sometimes our boys play with dolls and sometimes our girls play with trucks. And so we, we don't have like, this is not, we're not making a stance here that way. Like we think boys and girls are different and, different in good ways and and we're not trying to like emphasize the differences or discourage the differences.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't think that one gender is harder than the other. Usually I feel like a lot of parents have uh, an opinion like, Oh, my boys are way harder. Or I think it's usually once you have teenagers, I feel like most parents will say that girls are harder to raise than boys. Um But I don't, I don't have an opinion on that <laughs> right now. We don't have teenagers, but as of right now, I feel like our girls and boys are about the same.
0: Yeah, I agree. This is usually not our stance. Usually, we are
1: usually we have an opinion,
0: biased to a fault. But here we are, <laughs> right in the middle of the road. It's nice.
1: You can you can sway us in your comments.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we like it. So studies find that newborn girls spend more time making eye contact which makes it so they're better at recognizing faces at a younger age.
1: Interesting. Yes. Most experts believe that girls reach initial development milestones earlier than boys. This is like talking, developing hand-eye coordination, and also controlling their emotions. Huh. I thought the hand-eye coordination was interesting, because I feel like usually you see little boys throwing balls around, but... Yeah. But apparently... Girls Girls usually get that first. Also with the talking that has been mixed in our family. Um, we've had both a girl and a boy be very early talkers and both a girl and a boy be late talkers. So yeah, there you go.
0: A lot of these things probably don't show up until you whack way out.
1: Yeah. I think these are very broad generic things. Like, you know, this is not necessarily going to be what's happening with your children. Um, cause every family is going to be a little bit different, but these are the very major when talking about majority, this is typically yeah. what they find.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry if your kid, we've said this before, but don't worry if your kid doesn't fall in like the appropriate bucket, whether that's age or gender or whatever, sleep or eating or any of those developmental things. Like who cares what they say is <laughs> the norm. Like just relax. If your kid seems nice, then they probably are doing fine. <laughs> like,
1: that's the most important thing. Once they grow up, nice.
0: <laughs> just don't stress. There's so much about your kid needs to be doing this at this age, and you just need to relax, people. If they can't say their ABCs by the time they're three, they can still go to Harvard.
1: <laughs> just got to get a tutor. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sometimes it takes kids longer to catch up, and yeah. that's fine.
0: I struggled until like. Eighth grade. And then I turned the corner and I'm all right. So, relax.
1: <laughs> you didn't go to Harvard, though. <laughs> wow. It's okay. We you, didn't try to.
0: You were on one tonight.
1: I'm just night. kidding.
0: <laughs> you need a You hand read. I'm just kidding. Me
1: stop? You stop.
0: You're the one insulting the rest of us.
1: Can't stop, won't stop.
0: No kidding. Infant girls, on the other hand, show... On the what other hand?
1: Wasn't the other one about Girls. it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Um, I don't know. I copied and pasted some of these. So maybe yeah. the-
0: <laughs> There's no other hand here, people. We're on the same hand. <laughs> Infant girls show a greater tendency to comfort themselves by sucking their thumbs. Higher levels of testosterone are also responsible for boys. Typically more aggressive behavior.
1: I was a thumb sucker. Luckily we haven't had any kids suck their thumbs, which is nice because that's a hard habit to break. Mm -hmm. Um, At four years of age, girls seem to be better at interpreting emotions and building relationships. While boys have a better understanding of spatial relationships.
0: Like space?
1: Like outer space. Um, you know, I actually don't really know what that means.
0: <laughs> Spatial.
1: Spatial. Sp- <laughs> it's
0: like how far away stuff is from other stuff.
1: Yeah, I was thinking like how things like physical, work around each other. Physical, yeah, physical things. Physical things.
0: Okay. Girls tend to develop their verbal skills faster than boys, while girls use words almost exclusively. Young boys tend to use words about 60% of the time and substitute noises and sounds the rest of the time such as machine gun fire, car engine sounds, and animal growls. That's been the coolest thing about our boys is they like they're just sound effect machines. We don't even teach them this stuff. I remember the first time Nathan made like a car sound, it's like I've never done that in front of you. Like you just heard the sound of a car and said, "This is about that," and then did it.
1: Jack is really good at um, fire engines. <laughs> he has a
0: high squeaky voice.
1: <laughs> it's a little alarm. I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> in school age kids, um, boys often play, their playtime often centers around winning. And they usually play in large groups with structured games where they keep score. Yeah. Where girls usually tend to play in smaller groups of two to four And they often engage in intimate conversations and listening to each other, maintaining eye contact. And their play often centers on building and discussing relationships. I thought this was funny because I remember last year, Cammie was in first grade. And she had some friends at school. And she wasn't playing with them. I'm like, why don't you play with those friends at school? She's like, all they want to do is talk. And I don't want to (laughs) talk. She'd rather do monkey bars and stuff. So So not all girls just want to sit and talk.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I remember my dad had um, somebody come to his work and talk about the differences in boys and girls. And he said that at a young age, um, even if, even if uh, boys and girls play with the same toys, for example, if you give a boy a doll to play with, they may be super excited to play with the doll. But generally, they will play differently with the doll. Where girls will like think about the nurturing and the um they're more inclined to do that sort of thing, boys will be more likely to like drive them in their stroller around you know as fast as they can and and do like so even if they're doing the same activities, they may just interact with those activities different
1: hmm. that makes sense. So many parents run into difficulty when they have a daughter first and then they find that their preferred parenting style worked really good with their daughter. And then they have a boy and they realize that the same parenting style doesn't work on their son. And so then they usually tend to blame the boy that he's not responding to these parenting style that they've already tried out. And they're like, okay, well, why isn't this working on you? There's something wrong with you where it's just going to – you kind of have to tweak your parenting with the different genders,
0: mm-hmm. there's an Instagrammer called Simply On Purpose. Her name's Ralphie
1: something. Ralphie, I want to say Jacobs. I don't know if that's right. She's name's Ralphie.
0: Um, she did several stories on this difference between boys and girls, and she, it's interesting because she talked about how we want all children to act like girls that so often boys are advantaged like in the workplace and in so many other places, but at home and in the schools, it really is an environment set up for statistically the girl, um, the girl behavior, the girl personality.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause boys, they, you know, they want usually want to move around more. Um, and they learn just as much through wrestling and movement and running as they do by talking about their feelings. So they're still learning while they're moving. They're learning, you know, they're recognizing their own emotions as they're moving rather than by talking about it. Where girls typically want to use their words to talk about their emotions. Um, so if you kind of think like how do boys usually result uh, conflict, um, it's usually with their bodies. And we think about our two boys. If they're mad at each other, they'll start hitting each other or grabbing each other, or punching, you know, like Fighting. Biting usually it, it often leads to biting. biting. <laughs> we try so hard to Biting's get them to stop. The card in fights. <laughs> that's true. Usually that's the last draw. Is like someone gets bit and then it's somebody all over cries it. and yeah. Then that's when we jump it. <laughs> no biting. So even though the boys are moving around more, they're still learning and developing. Developing so. The, the thing is, is that for parents, we need to be changing our expectations then. Um, so she, she gave an example. Instead of expecting your son to sit and listen to a story that might be a little too hard for him. So the expectation to be, can he run around the house without actually breaking anything <laughs> and just build on those strengths, you know, like make sure they're not like for me, I hate when my kids jump on the couch. So like, no jumping on furniture. So if they can be play and running around the couch, but not jumping on furniture, then, Hey, we're doing a good job, you know? And you can say, Hey, thanks for not jumping on their furniture and build on those expectations rather than expecting them to be doing an activity quietly, you know, and for an hour or something where the the boys just have a harder time with that often.
0: Yeah. That's hard for me. I am again, I am a boy, (laughs) but, um, but I really want my boys to be, well-behaved, buttoned-up boys, not, like, this is hard for me to accept that boys can't learn to do those things.
1: I think they can eventually, right? I think the younger boys usually just have more energy or something, I don't know. Yeah. Because I think about when you were a kid, you said you wrestled with your brothers and stuff. As teenagers, you didn't really do that, did you? No. So maybe it's just a younger boy thing. They need some way to let out those emotions. So they do it through wrestling. And as they get older, they learn to control those emotions a little bit better without needing to be so physical about it. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Ralph, Ralphie also said that you decide on the expectations when things do get out of control, when they're hitting or kicking and they're hurting someone or something, then she says to stop redirect and reinforce and also give positive consequences so they can earn privileges and stuff. And she has like a whole, um, program that you can purchase and do. And she teaches seminars and stuff. So she didn't really go into very much like these things specifically, but if you want to find out more about those things and you can definitely look her up and see if that would interest you. Um, but we kind of stopped there. And I found out, found something other experts were saying on the topic of how to um, parent your kids. So the first thing
0: she talks about is getting their attention. This
1: is Wendy Mogul, PhD, author of Voice Lessons for Parents, What to Say, How to Say It, and When to Listen.
0: And we are not paid sponsors, even though that was really great. (laughs)
1: just want to know this is where that was coming from. This, so this isn't us.
0: This is, this us. <laughs> this is, is somebody is. who has PhD yeah. after their name. So this, she says, get their attention. Because boys use less words, speak more slowly as they do things at a slower rate. They play more, talk less. This is why it's harder for boys to adjust to school. It's a verbal environment. So use concrete visuals when explaining things. Maybe a demonstration or pictures. Speak a little more quickly with girls to keep their attention, like a gorilla.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, gorilla. <laughs> her next point is convey your feelings. That boy, um, boys may not notice that you're upset with them just by the way you're acting, so you need to tell them. And where a girl's brain secretes more of those hormones than a boy's, so this helps them resqu- respond quickly the signs of pain or distress in others. Um, so also know that your daughter then is sensitive to the tone that reveals scorn, mockery, or indignation. Um, so to help diffuse the emotional impact of what you're going to say to your, to her. So if she can hear that emotion in your voice, I think she's going to see that and kind of you know, respond to that. So she gave a suggestion, which I liked the, to like, if she's listening to music, like sing along with music for them to kind of like help yourself calm down and take out that emotion out of your tone. And then you can talk to her with a regular voice. So I thought that was interesting.
0: So with boys, they aren't going to hear the emotion. This is, yeah, this, that's fascinating. Right. Cause there's so many husband, wife conflicts. They're like, why don't you just understand me? part because we don't understand you. Because <laughs> we don't hear the emotion in your voice if it's subtle, you know? And so just say, Hey, I'm feeling upset right now. And then we can respond.
1: <laughs> that goes to the mind reading, right? Of Yes. But your husband can't read your mind, so just tell him what's Or the matter. your
0: nonverbals or your whatever, <laughs> like just say that. <laughs> Turns out that's true with little boys as well. The next thing she talks about is asking for help. To comfortably hear a speaker, boys require the person's voice to be 6 to 8 decibels louder than girls do. Whoa.
1: I know. I was like, I didn't...
0: So they like yelling. (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) They also have a higher tolerance for background noise. So keep in mind that if you ask your son to do something twice, he actually may not have heard you at all. So try to use short sentences and speak fairly loudly, but not at a high pitch.
1: I don't think this means like you have to yell at them. But rumble. Maybe not mumble.
0: <laughs> with boys, rumble, don't mumble. <laughs> rumble.
1: <laughs> I was uh, talking to a friend this weekend and she found that if she like touched her son while she was talking to him, he was more likely to hear her. So she would just like put his hand on his shoulder to like be like, I am talking to you, you know, and then he would listen. And I'm like, I need to try that with my boys. Cause there are so many times where I will try to be talking to Nathan I can tell he's not tuning, or she's not like ignoring mm-hmm. me. He does not hear me, like because I—he's just completely like blocked me out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the background noise, I guess. So he just does not even hear me, and so I have to yell at him, like Nathan, what do you want for lunch? You know, <laughs> and then he'll finally look at me. I'm like why do I have to yell at you all the time? I hate it. But maybe so he maybe doesn't he, hear. You. He doesn't hear me. So if I go up to him. Maybe get an eye level, put a hand on his shoulder and say, Nathan, please tell me what you would like for lunch." show. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So boys also don't seek out eye contact as often as girls do. They tend to be more verbally communicative when they're sitting next to somebody. Um, so they said, as parents, try talking to your son, like while you're in the car or while you're walking down the street or before bed when it's a little bit darker, um, Cause they feel more comfortable when they're, when they don't have to look you straight in the eye. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, but they just, but then she does say to help focus his attention by sitting face to face for important requests or rep or reprimands. So when it's really important that they understand what you're saying, do look them straight in the eye.
0: <laughs> Nathan hates that. <laughs> yeah. If you get up to him and like, Nathan, look, look in my eyes. <laughs> I need you to hear me. He hates he's like, it. everywhere <laughs> but your eyes. I don't want to. Um, mostly because he's in trouble. But. <laughs> um, girls, on the other hand, seek out and react positively to eye contact, smiling, and face-to-face ver- verbal communication. So, if you need clarification about an upsetting event, use open-ended rather than yes or no or leading questions. Instead of, were you furious with her? Say, what was that like?
1: Give them a chance to talk about it and talk about their emotions. So overall, when you're parenting your boys versus your girls, just keep in mind that every child is different. And as we said before, just because some of these things are typical for girls, it doesn't mean that your boys aren't going to be that way or vice versa. Like these definitely overlap with um, the different genders. But just as parents, we have to watch her. Each of our kids, how they're expressing themselves, and just allow them to explore their interests um, and to encourage them and just help them find their gifts and help them be successful in life.
0: Killer wrap-up, Lex.
1: <laughs> I wrapped it up?
0: Yeah, you did. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found some helpful tips. You can follow us and should follow us on Instagram at P-I-R-L podcast. Or Lorkeet Sisters. You can tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner.
1: And I'm at Tanner one You can also find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash PIRL. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And while you're there, give us a rating. We, I think, generally are found because people either search parenting or people tell other people about it. So if you know a parent that you think could benefit from laughing a little bit about parenting and maybe learning some things about parenting, share our podcast. That's where, how I find all the podcasts I listen to is by people saying, oh, this is good. So okay. anyways.
1: Podcasts are becoming more popular. I heard someone today just be like, oh, you should listen to this podcast, you know? So when people are asking, hey, what's a good parenting podcast? Give a little plug in. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Thanks.
0: We appreciate it. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. (laughs) Is this going to be a problem?